Tobin. And a one, two, three, four. Welcome everybody to the Life Point Table Talk podcast. My name is Jason, and I am here with Tyler today. Hello, hello. And we are continuing on our Bible reading reflections. We're on week 28. Uh, last week we finished up Job, and which was awesome. And we're about halfway through Acts, maybe. We're, we're getting into yeah. the, the thick of it there. And this week we got a big one we're starting on, the Psalms. Um, really excited to get into this one. Um, it's 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 again. This is kind of a break from our our uh, what we've had in the Old Testament. The kind of storyline, yeah, the, uh, the narrative trajectory, stuff. yeah, and and uh, the Psalms are awesome. Uh, a lot of them are written by David. There's some other writers as well. Moses is in there, and yeah. um, their songs. Their prayers, their laments, poetry, uh, instruction. Um, it's amazing. You know what's cool, too? There's a lot of Bible reading plans out there that are awesome. And many of them will um, add a couple psalms a day onto the Old and New Testament reading. Yeah. I really like that ours is just going straight through them. Mm. It adds yeah. a different dimension. It's yeah. just kind of reading through just one by one and they just kind of layer on top of each other as we're about to see it's just kind of it's really beautiful yeah yeah so uh the psalm i mean the psalms are like um they're kind of the heart the heart of the faith really um uh, uh both poetically and as as expression and and how we worship and relate to god there's so much here. Yeah, and theologically. Theologically, I mean, yeah. the New Testament, they just reference the Psalms left and right. Yeah, it's it, it permeates uh, uh, everything. Yeah, the overarching story. Every, yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. It's awesome. So, uh, we're going to do Psalms 1 through 18, and then in Acts, I believe we stopped at 14, so we'll pick up at 15 and maybe through 18 there. Awesome. And um, so let's jump into it, shall we? Let's do it. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. And so let's see. I love to that. What a, what a segue from Job. Yes. I, that's what's cool, too, reading yes. straight through is, is, is <laughs> these, these books back to back. You can't help uh, the lingering... Uh, Intensity of Job mm -hmm. carries right over, over into uh, the Psalms here, and I especially was the first one. I was telling Tyler these, this kind of sounds like Job's friend. Um, the way the way, yeah, the way he's talking here, and it's he's kind of good um, get good, bad get bad, absolute things here, and um, so these these are poetic. I I kind of wrote my notes here, just. Just kind of highlights and just um, uh, overarching stuff here. Sure, uh, but obviously there's different translations. They're all all. It's all good to me. Yeah, uh, it's all beautiful. So it starts off saying "blessed," um, and I was looking that up. The blessed and yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, the notes I was reading is saying the happiness that God that is from God, the God-given security. Yeah. And uh, prosperity that it produces. Yeah, same he Hebrew word that's the Greek equivalent to Makarios, which is the Sermon on the Mount. Mm. Same blessed. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. incredible. Uh, so who's blessed is the one who does not follow the wicked mm. <laughs> uh, and does not identify with scoffers, those who enthusiastically mm -hmm. reject wisdom and correction but instead finds joy in obeying, obeying, meditating, and studying God's command. I love that. My mind says in, on, his, on his law, he meditates day and night. Yeah. And I did um, see that, look at that Hebrew word meditate. It's the idea of murmuring to yes. yourself. You murmur to yourself. Yeah. It's just so embedded I into you. Same, I did the same thing. <laughs> it's it, a the, geek fest. The, the murmuring part. Oh, and it got so into good. this thing. Um, this is a rabbit trail, but. Uh, about meditating and it, it's like an actual f became a form of prayer in Judaism 
and the, it to this day they call it Dave Daviding. It sounds, sounds cheesy. Oh, wow. But it's that where they're rocking yeah. and and praying, and you, you <sighs> literally like get into this rhythm and kind of lost in it. Yeah. You know, that murmuring, that yes. you know, pr- type of and prayer. You, you can see that in the back of Paul's head when he says things like pray without ceasing. Yeah. Like that sort of murmuring, meditating. Yeah, it's just, yeah. just going oh, all the time. How beautiful awesome. is that? And this is beautiful. I love this. Like a like a tree planted by flowing stream. Yeah, I love that too. It bears fruit. So much imagery there, yeah. biblically. Incredible. Uh, but the wicked are like dried up uh, plants with no roots, and is blown away by the wind. They they cannot stand when judgment comes. Hmm. Certainly, God guards the way of the godly, but the wicked end in destruction. Yep. And um, yeah, it's uh, 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 there's so much iconic imagery uh, throughout these. You know, just even reading this first one here. Yeah, it's just these. If if uh, you grew up in a certain uh, uh, type of church, you, these things will uh, sound. Some of them will sound really familiar. Uh, so uh, Psalm two. Um. This psalm is actually, uh, it's another one you can geek out on. Uh, mm, big they, time. They uh, quote it quite a bit in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. This is a very messianic psalm. In fact, I, I'll, I'll quote it here because we just said read it not too long ago in Acts where they quote it. Uh, this is awesome. Why do the nations and rulers rebel, plotting together in unity to collaborate against the Lord and his anointed? Um and you see this mm. is, is quoted after Peter and John were questioned before the chief priests and they returned to the other disciples and why they're praying and asking for boldness to preach in face of this major opposition. Uh, they reference this. And uh, so Acts four twenty five through 29, it says, you spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this wow. city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, it's quoted. This Actually, this 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 psalm comes up uh, several other times. Revelations <laughs> as well. Um, yep. So let's see. Where am I? Uh, yeah. they, w- they want to break free from the king's rule. But God says, I have installed my king Mm. and said, you are my son and I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Rulers of the earth, you better do what's right and submit. (laughs) He will break them with his royal scepter. Mm. Be sincere in your allegiance to him or he will be angry. Blessed are those who take shelter in him, those who seek his protection. Um, It's a beautiful uh, psalm. Uh, let's see okay we'll keep moving here psalm 3 a psalm of david a lot of these psalms have titles yeah uh, which i like with like instruction or or little tidbits the that little, I was just reading. tiny little background yeah know. this one was written when he was he fled from his son absalom which is awesome Awesome, awesome in the sense of just knowing that story. And, yeah, and the fact you know. that we just a few books back went yeah, through that. Yeah. yeah, I have many enemies that say God will not deliver me, but you are my shield, O Lord, and the one who restores me. I cried yeah. out, and you answer me. I rest because the Lord protects me. Um, I am not afraid of people who attack me. Rise up, Lord, deliver me. Strike my enemies on the jaw. Break mm. their teeth. I like that one. The best. The Lord delivers and blesses Teeth his smasher. people. Yeah. Um, I love it. It's, I love it. It's, and it's real. The Psalms, too, they're just, 
they're very they're just very real life yeah and and they're very um i don't i don't always like doing this but the the you you can apply these uh obviously i just said is he was writing about this time with absalom and his enemies you know wanting to smash them yeah. in the mouth or whatever and but you you can very easily uh, appropriate this into your own life. You can, you know, I mean, whatever you're facing, it doesn't have to be some bad guy. It could be. Maybe you have some enemy who's really trying to hurt you. But sure. uh, maybe it's your thoughts. Maybe it's in your mind. Yeah. Maybe it's. Uh, and, I, and I think people that are maybe a little sensitive to that kind of language, a little too much is made of it. It's poetic expressions of wanting justice. Right. Right. The teeth smashing. Mm-hmm. It's not a literal, you know. Smashing of teeth. I guess it could happen on the battlefield or whatever. But. Well, also that's what I mean. Like he was literally. Yeah, for they real. They were like, trying to kill him. Yeah, it was a be killed or be killed situation. Absolutely. And uh, but but so are our thoughts. The, mm-hmm. I do want them. You know, when yeah. the, when that negative it's stuff a, comes in, I, it's, it's a, no joke. A you, normal human reaction. Yeah, you want it out. You got to yeah. fight. And we and, see that uh, realness in David. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 4, this is a psalm by David for the music director, accompanied by string, stringer instruments, oh, stringed man. instruments. When I call out, answer me. I, and, and let me just say, I would love to have heard these <laughs> compositions know, and, the and actually what they yeah. sounded like at that time. I bet they were uh, incredible. Yeah. Because um, it makes me think of, uh, we read back in, was it First Samuel? Where only David could calm down Saul mm-hmm. with his plane, like David is must really, have been the real deal. He's something else. This guy, I mean, as a warrior, as a as a guy who chases God, but then he had this musical. He made the instruments. He made half yeah. these instruments mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. Himself, yeah, like a craftsman, <laughs> artist, yes, yes. A, a, a musician. It's incredible. And we see this actually a lot throughout the Bible. There's like these men of God who actually are like artisans. Yeah, it's he's, incredible. It, David's like like a Renaissance mm. Renaissance, Renaissance man. Yeah, when I call out, answer me. I, I like this too because sometimes David gets uh, real direct with God too, mm-hmm. in 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 his. Uh, uh, it, suffering or yes, situation it, it, that in his know. situation, like this yeah. first line, mine says, "Answer me when I call God of my righteousness." Mm. It's it, it's not that David's righteous. You know, he's a fallen, broken dude. We've read already that he's yeah. missed it a thousand times in pretty big ways. But in this situation, he's righteous. Yeah, you know, he's in the right, and mm. so he's calling out for God to act on that and respond in the midst of his distress. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I am surrounded, but you can lead to an open space. Have mercy. Respond to my prayer. Realize that God shows the godly special favor. Mm. He responds when I cry. And and a lot of these go back and forth, which I like, which ah, is kind too. of that Job rhythm where one second he's super lamenting mm-hmm. and and almost challenge, ch- challenging yeah. God. You know how this, hey, listen to me. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you listening? Yeah. And then the next he's praising him, you know. Yeah. You well, do answer me. Well, it makes me think <laughs> of your dad, Bishop Fred. He's, uh, there's the, all those but God moments mm. that you find in the New Testament too. Yeah. Like he just cries out in his raw, real emotions and then right around the corner, but God. Yeah. You rescued me, but you delivered me, uh, but you provide. Yeah. I, I love this language here. And in, in I, I was reading the in NET mostly, but it's smile upon us, Lord. Mm. I love that. that uh, uh, mine says, I'm reading the NAS, NASB 2020. I fell in love with it for the psalm. It says, lift up the light of your face on us. Yeah, the light of your face. They translate yeah. a smile upon it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you can make my heart full of joy. You can make me happy. More than the rich are happy. Mm. I will lay down and sleep peacefully, for uh, you alone make me safe and secure. Yeah, let me tell you all out there, if you, like me, sometime at the end of the day, have a little trouble calming down, Psalm 4.8, man, that's a prayer right there. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, have me dwell in safety. And I, I would, I've been reading these, some, some of this in the evening as well, and it, 
it really ministered to me just just reading through them. Like there's a there is something that comes. No, there is comes. There's something on it. Yeah, uh, incredible. Psalm five, Psalm by David for music director, accompanied by wind instruments. Mm. Listen to me, Lord. Pay yeah. attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> Hear my cry for help. My king, I pray to you. I wait for your answer. <laughs> Certainly you do not approve evil. You hate arrogance and wickedness and liars. You despise violent, deceitful people. Mm. But as for me, because of your faithfulness, I will enter your house, your presence, and worship you. Lead my way because my enemies are waiting. Mm. Remove the obstacles in my path. My enemy has set a trap and dug a grave and will use lies and deceitful words to swallow me up. Drive them away. They are against you, Lord. Mm. They're against you, too, Lord. Not just me. They're against you. But those who take shelter in you find happiness and joy. Take Mm. shelter. He uses this a lot. That, that refuge, word, shelter, refuge, refuge and shelter. My, oh and my mine gosh. is a shelter. I so love good. It. I love it. Yeah, and the, the classic one that might ring in people's ears on this one uh, translation is: "There is nothing trustworthy in their mouth; their throat is an open grave." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't. Yeah, that's the when surrounding I was shelter, refuge. Reading through and just. It just even the idea of of the things that come against you, you know, they're not just against you. Sometimes they're literally, they're, it's not from God; it's against God as well. They're, they're rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> they're against the Lord. Lord, these these things that are against me are also yeah. against you. Both, and you see this at the Psalms too, both natural and supernatural. Yeah, and a lot of times. Behind the natural is the supernatural. Right. They're like one and the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Psalm 6, a psalm by David oh, for music director with strings. Beautiful. Uh, do not rebuke and discipline me in your anger. I was reading on that. It implies that they were saying it implied that he had sinned. Mm. That he had messed up. So he's saying, <laughs> Take, have mercy. Have mercy on me. I'm scared down to my bones. Yeah. My bones are horrified, my thing says. Yeah. Um, yeah, At any, because I think we read different translations. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. Chime in on any of this stuff you got. Well, verse four and five to me just were like, man, did they just resonate? My uh, translation says, Return, Lord, rescue my soul. Save me because of your mercy. And I love this. For there is no mention of you in death. In mm-hmm. Sheol, who will praise you? Yeah. Like, what a cool prayer. Like, don't let me die. Yeah. I can't praise you when I'm dead, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Who can praise you when so, they're dead? He uses that phrase. I love it. Uh, and it's interesting, so too, good. because it, it gives you little sometimes glimpses of uh, where he was at with his his thought on the afterlife and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it bounces uh, around. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, and la- actually not too far from now, we'll have a song that has some real resurrection undertones to it. Yeah. Um, this one too, he goes, I, I just put the note, I'm drowning in my tears, but he goes through this whole thing oh, about, dude. they're like soaking everything, his bed, mine everywhere says, he goes. Mine says, <laughs> every night I make my bed swim. Yeah. I flood my couch with my tears. <laughs> awesome. My eye has wasted away with yeah. grief. Wow. Uh, in my weakness, my enemies threaten me. Get away from me, wicked enemies. God has heard my cry and accepted my prayer. Mm. God will humiliate my enemies. Um, Man, his faith. They're his so faith good and his God. You know what it is? He the the when he keeps it real like that, it lets it lets me let it in. Mm-hmm. You know. There's something attractive about that kind of honesty, but it's also he doesn't stay there. Yeah, there's always this uplift. Not always, but a lot of times, you know, mm-hmm. that is so much more effective because I think he he was honest in the first first part. Sure. Uh, okay, seven a musical composition by David, which he sang concerning a Benjamite named Cush. 
Yeah, which I, the commentary I read said there's not a whole lot of background information on this Kush dude. Hmm. I mean, he went through so much. Yeah, just Who could have knows? been one it of the. Could have been one of the many. Could have been just one of the dudes in part. One of those <laughs> stories were. It seemed like as soon as he, as a little shepherd boy, got involved, it just was nonstop yeah. <laughs> drama. Uh, and you, I take shelter. Deliver me and rescue me from those who chase me. Mm. If I'm guilty of what they say, then let them catch me and trample me to death. I, it's so interesting reading Job. Like I can't. It's like a after. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so grateful. It's for like it. an aftertaste. Like I keep. I keep th- thinking of of that mm-hmm. imagery and the way he t- he's he's talking in a certain way that reminds me of Job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you just said it a moment ago. You made me think of Job, where you said you said it. They, he he's allowed to sit for a while in that emotion Mm. and in that reaction. But then out of it comes this, you know, faithful declaration. And well, this 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 one, especially if I'm guilty of what they say, then let them catch me and trample me to death. That's almost like one of Job's defenses, you know, like, yeah, I didn't do it. You know, Mm -hmm. stand up angrily against them. Vindicate me. You are the judge. Mm. You deliver the morally right. God will cut down those who will not repent. Yes. And I and I love this. He uses this motif a lot. The wicked dig a pit to harm the innocent, but they fall into it yeah. themselves. Oh, I'm so glad you set, brought that up because I have in my notes. We both love this brother named Greg Boyd yeah. in uh, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. He's got many great books. He's got, uh, oh my gosh, just escaped me. Got Or, um, Satan and the Problem of Evil, and then he has this ginormous opus called The Crucifixion of the Warrior God. But he talks a lot about evil caving in on itself. Mm. And so I love it, especially right after this imagery of God as a righteous judge, which he is. Talk, my thing says, um, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and taken aim. He has prepared deadly weapons for himself. He makes his arrows fiery shafts. Behold, an evil person is pregnant with injustice, and he conceives harm and gives birth to lies, but then immediately follows up with, and he has dug a pit and hollowed it out and has fallen into the hole which he has made. Yeah. And I love that. So it's this idea of like, yes, it is. There is this judgment side of God that's for real, but a lot of times you're pulling that judgment down onto yourself. Right. It's just God's character, who he is. And in John 3, you know, where we get our, you know, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3 ends with, but those who don't believe, God's wrath remains on them. And so I just love that imagery of like, we're through Christ, you know, that just like built into the universe, judgment and wrath in God's perfect character gets taken away from us. Mm. But if you're not walking in that, you're not accepting that, it, you're going to fall into it yeah. <laughs> through your evil deeds and through your injustice. And it's going to come out, come back on to you. Yeah. It boy, boy uses the one too, where he uses, um, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to mess it up, but he, he equates the way sometimes, or a lot of times the way God fights is through Aikido. Ju- Aikido, is Aikido. that what it is? Mm-hmm. I was going to say jujitsu. <laughs> Aikido, the martial art where there's no, no contact. Yeah. You just you just d- you use, dive and duck. You use their own attacks, their own, their own Im- force inertia yes. against them. Mm-hmm. And you see that in the cross of obviously the the big one it just where, gets absorbed. Yep. where he he used uh their own attack uh which became our our <laughs> Or means yeah, to freedom and like victory. Boomeranged back yeah. onto them. Yeah, that's yeah. how he fights. Yeah, I just kind of saw that in Beautiful. that Psalm 7 there. Uh, the victim of his own destructive plan, the violent he intends for others, falls on his head. Thank mm. you for your justice. Psalm 8, a psalm of, of David for music directed in the Hittite style. My favorite, one of my favorite styles. Yeah, I love the Hittite stuff. It's a, it's like it's a the good one. ancient hip hop. <laughs> How magnificent is your reputation? Ah, oh, so good. Um, magnificent be- begins and ends with that same line in the psalm. I love it. Yeah, um, I've heard I've heard songs over the years. A lot of that magnificent. Yeah. Uh, I see your majesty in the heavens. This is this is oh, one of my favorite. The so mouths good. of children and babies are adorned 
ordained to praise you. Yeah, but Jesus quotes that verse. Oh, gosh, that was a good one. And on his triumphal entry. Yeah. Talk about kingdom tie in language. Yeah, and I think about that, the the life, that, that innocent, the, the sacredness of life and, mm-hmm. and, and children and, and, and that, uh, you know, their cries are praises. Yeah. It's just an incredible idea. Oh, my gosh. And so Jesus refer, uh, quotes psalm 8 2 and matthew 21 he says uh in response to them getting upset of everybody praising him with saying hosanna hosanna the triumphal entry he says and jesus said to them yes have you never read from the mouths of infants and nursing babies you have prepared praise for yourself mm-hmm. and so i have this great uh, commentary on matthew by a guy named rt france and he said that strength is often ascribed to god in a formula of praise and when that strength issues from mouths, that's why it's translated as praise. Hmm. So just seeing that tie-in of, because my tr- translation says you have established strength through the mouths of infants and nursing babies. Hmm. And we're in the middle of an awesome series at church here at LifePoint on praise. And oh my gosh, I just geeked out on that. Yeah. Just that that praise strength. tied in with strength. Yeah. And we're seeing that for the past couple of months after we've yeah. talked about that. It's pretty cool. When I look at the heavens you made, the moon, the stars, who are humans that you pay attention to them? Mm-hmm. You made us a little less than the angels. You crown mankind to rule over your creation. Uh, how magnificent you are. Ah, oh, man. Um, so good. Now you talk a bit of rabbit hole, that one. Yeah. <laughs> You've made him a little lower than the gods. Mm-hmm. It's like the actual Hebrew translation. Yeah. The it's awesome. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Nine, a uh, psalm of David for the music director in the Alamuth Laban style. Mm. Uh, another good one. I will thank you with all my heart for what you have done. I will be happy and rejoice. You defend me and destroyed the wicked and wiped out their memory. You judge the world fairly. You provide safety for the oppressed. You don't abandon your followers. Then he switches to inviting uh, others to to praise him, hmm. everyone around him to praise him. Sing praises to the Lord. Tell the nations what he has done. You answered hmm. our cry when we prayed. Lift, you lift us up from the gates of hell. They fell into the pit they made for us. Hell is waiting for those who ignore God. Hmm. God will no, not ignore the needy and oppressed forever. And it, it, I. I like that one. They, um, because those things, it, it can't go on forever. Explo- the exploitation always eventually comes back. Sure. That's why so many uh, kingdoms fall. They're, they're uh, built on the wrong thing. Uh, judge these nations, Lord. Mm. Ten. Uh, was re- this is maybe an extension of nine. Yeah, some, I think it seems like it to me. To yeah. Uh, it starts off, why are you far off? Why don't you pay attention in times of trouble? The wicked boast because they get what they want. They think God won't hold me accountable and doesn't care. Hmm. He doesn't think he will experience calamity. He takes advantage of people and thinks he will get away with it. But you deliver the fatherless. You will hold them accountable for what they thought they could get away with. You listen to the oppressed. They can be secure in you. You defend the fatherless. The fatherless, I was uh, reading some notes on that. That was, especially at that time, it still still is, but especially then, uh, uh, you were, you were eas- much easier to be exploited mm. and oppressed sure. at that time uh, without that. Uh, father figure there. Eleven, uh, Psalm by David for music, for the music director. Mm. Uh, in the Lord I take shelter. The godly can accomplish little when the wicked pursue them, so they have to flee. God examines all people. Rain down burning coals and brimstone on the wicked. Uh, the godly will get his favor. Mm-hmm. This seems like this whole psalm is quite the allusion to Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, psalm 12, a psalm by David for music director 
in mm. the Shimoneth style. Shimoneth. Deliver, deliver, Lord. People of integrity are gone. Mm. People lie in deceit and flatter. May God cut out their tongues when mm-hmm. they speak slick lies. Um, their words produce violence and pain on the oppressed. But the Lord will provide safety. His words are totally reliable. Uh, you can rely on his word. The wicked are everywhere when people promote evil. But you protect the oppressed. Awesome. Psalm 13, Psalm by David for the music director. How long will you ignore me? How long (laughs) must I worry? Look at me, answer me, O Lord. Revive me or I will die. My enemies rejoice because I am shaken. But I will trust in your faithfulness. My heart will rejoice in your deliverance. I will sing your praise when you vindicate me. I love that so much. So we're talking about, and that one goes quickly. How long will you forget me forever? And then just three verses later, but yeah, I'm trusted in your faithfulness. Yeah. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. Awesome. Psalm 14, Psalm by David for the music director. Mm. Fools say there is no God. <laughs> there are none that do good. Uh, he, he talks about this too, where, where you get kind of these theological things as well mm-hmm, yeah. on human nature That's, this there is, to- this is totally can. romans one yeah. right here you know paul was thinking of psalm 14 when he wrote romans one god looks for those who will seek seek him but finds corruption and rejection you wish to shame the godly when the lord delivers us we will rejoice may jacob rejoice may israel be happy psalm 15 so good psalm by david who can come to the lord's house mm-hmm. Who can live on your holy hill? Who is blameless and honest? Who does not harm his neighbor? You reject those with godless behavior, but loyal to your followers. Your promise, uh, you you don't charge interest. (laughs) He will never be shaken. Um, Psalm 16, a prayer by David. Protect me, I have taken shelter in you. You are my only source of well-being. The leaders I admire are in trouble because they're seeking other gods. I will not follow them in their worship of other gods. Hmm. Lord, you make my future secure. It's like beautiful land that will be my inheritance. I love that one. Yes. It's so good. Um, I reflect on you in the night. I will not be shaken. Mm. I am happy my life is safe with you. And this is a big one. You will not abandon me Mm -hmm. to Sheol. Yep. You will not allow your faithful follower to see the pit. You lead me to life and joy in your presence. Yeah. That's that one that's used too to uh um justify their the resurrection. Yeah. Is you, that the m- one mine pa- says is you that will not. Paul uses? Yeah, and I think Peter maybe too. Is, you will not abandon. Mine translates you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. You will not allow your holy one to undergo undergo decay. So it's either Peter or Paul in Acts that quotes this, saying that David died. It's da- Paul. Da- David was the man, but he died. Jesus, yeah. however, did not undergo decay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big That's one. Right. Psalm seventeen. Yeah, beautiful. He says it's he's not. He's talking about Jesus there. And I love this too. It says here, um, uh, where is it? Oh, never mind. That's the next one. 17. Yeah, 17. A prayer of David. Again, he likes to start this way. Pay attention to me, Lord. (laughs) Listen to my prayer. Decide what is right for me. You see my motives and find no sin. I will say nothing sinful. I have not followed wicked violent men i will follow you do something amazing and deliver me from my enemies protect me like the apple of your eye they wait for me to tear me down confront them and knock them down you have abundantly blessed the wicked and it has made them callous even and even more culpable that that one's really interesting yes 
because it's like it's it's it, okay man i can't stop equating this with Job. it's like in my brain but he talks about that how the wicked are are wealthy and prosperous mm-hmm. and 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 it's and it's even more like the end of this says they're even more culpable because they're not realizing that the good all goodness still mm-hmm. comes from god they're and they're, what they're relying on and yeah you, you know what's it's it, like a double double whammy what's interesting about this one that i was, really jumped out at me in psalm 17 is what it says here um by your hand lord from people of the world from people of the world whose portion is in this life and whose belly you fill with your treasure they are satisfied with children and leave their abundance to their babies in the context of what they rely on and what their what's what their world's all around hmm. and it made me think of philippians 319 uh, where Paul says that uh, that many of them were enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their bellies. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> but our citizenship is in heaven. Yeah, it made me think of that. Yeah, fascinating. Mm. Uh, he ends there, but I am innocent and will see your face. This is a really cool one too. When I awake, yep. you will reveal yourself to me. Um. Yeah, I was I was thinking death, you know, after death when I awake. Um, the commentaries didn't say so much, but <laughs> they did say a lot of people read it that way. Yeah. Um, okay, Psalm 18, a psalm by David for music director. Uh, David sang this when God delivered him from Saul. Yeah, beautiful. He said, I love you, Lord. He said, it starts that way, he said, uh, or at least in the one... Yeah, and this is almost verbatim of Second Samuel 22. Mm. We've read this um, a couple months ago. <laughs> I love you, Lord, my strength, my deliverer, the summit I take shelter in. You deliver me when the wave of death engulfed me. Mm. The current of chaos overwhelmed me. The ropes of hell tightened around me. Death had <laughs> trapped me. I cried to you. The earth and the heavens shook. You heard my cry. The mountains trembled. Um, Smoke from your nose, fire from your mouth. You hurled fiery coals, thick clouds under your feet. The Most High shouted. He shot lightning bolts. Mm. Uh, The world uncovered at your voice. You reached down and took hold of me and pulled me from the surging waters. You saved me from my enemies. You repaid my godly deeds. You took notice of my behavior. You are reliable for the righteous. You bring down the proud. You illuminate the darkness. There is no one like you. You give me strength and agility. You widen the path. You don't answer the wicked. You make me a leader of nations. People now listen to me. God vindicates me. You snatch me out of the attack. So I will give thanks in front of, in front of everyone. You are faithful to me and my descendants forever. Yeah, I left in verse 9 that Robert Alter's Hebrew translation says that he tilted the heavens, came down with dense mist beneath his feet. Awesome. Almost like he tilt like he tilted the heavens to make kind of a almost like an escalator <laughs> or something, you know, to come down. I love it. And I love so perfect that this one ends the way it does cuz we're we're getting ready to go to the New Testament Acts 15. Couldn't be any more perfect cuz it ends saying I will give thanks to you among the nations which is everybody mm-hmm. outside of Israel. And the, the children of Israel were never, never a real, other than like the story of Jonah, they weren't m- big missionaries. Mm-hmm. They were very internal. Mm-hmm. They were very centripetal, all about them. Yeah. But what they did and how they lived and represented God and his name was always to be seen by the nations. Yeah, it had an effect. Outward. It had an effect. They saw it. Yeah. And uh, it says, I will... I'll sing praises your name. He gives great salvation to his king and shows faithfulness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever, which we're about to read in Acts 15. Uh, good news for me and you, fellow Gentile. Yeah. That's, yeah. That means us. That's a great <laughs> great segue. So that's our uh, OT for this week, Psalms. And we're going to jump over to Acts. We'll pick up at Acts 15. 
Um, okay, so this starts off here. Um, people had gone um, to Judea. They were teaching you had to be circumcised to be saved. Um, so Paul and Barnabas argue with them over it, and then they go to the apostles in Jerusalem to discuss this point. Yeah. <clears throat> so they meet with the apostles. Um, some are full of joy. So the gospel is now spreading beyond just the Jewish community. And uh, and uh, we're trying to, trying to figure out how that's going to work. So they meet with the apostles, and some are full of joy hearing what's going on with the Gentiles, but some believing Pharisees believe you have to be circumcised. After mm. much debate, Peter gets up and says, mm. God chose me to preach to the Gentiles. God gave them the Holy Spirit and did not make a distinction between them and us. It was about the heart. I love it so much that it's Peter yeah. doing that. I think that's it was a there was a big huge reason why it was Peter that went to Cornelius. Yeah. So he could be this bridge. Yeah. So why are you now putting God to the test by putting this burden on them? <laughs> I love, I love the week, yeah. Which neither <laughs> you nor our ancestors could bear. Yeah, it's like, come on. Like, you really? guys aren't really living up to this either. Yeah, I know I'm not. We are saved through gr- through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way you are. Uh, that's Dude, that verse is huge. Yeah. Like, I love that's in my notes too, 1511. So good. And then it says... Um, Everyone went quiet mm. while Paul and Barnabas told the miraculous signs and wonders God had done among the Gentiles. I know. I wonder if that's like literally like just dumbfounded that this is happening for them too. Like almost like an awe. Yeah. They couldn't refuse like it. A, yeah. Like, whoa. It was good goodness. You saw that with Jesus sometimes too. Yeah. Where it was like they wanted to get him, but it was so good. Like, they oh. could like. They want to rest him for healing somebody. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, Everybody's happy and cheering, and they're yeah. like... <laughs> Bad timing. <laughs> yeah. Same deal here. Like, yeah. miracles are happening. So obviously, clearly good things from God. Yeah. So it was uh, it was too good, I think, for them to put too much of yeah. a fight at this moment. Yeah, and Peter's least. more or less his exact words are, this is happening the same as it happened to us. Yeah. And so then James speaks up. Uh, Listen, God always wanted to bring in Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Just read that in Psalms. And he quotes the prophet in Amos 9, Mm. 11 through 12. Uh, Is that right? Um, After this, I will return and I will rebuild the Mm. fallen tent of David. I will build its ruins and restore it so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord, namely all the Gentiles I have called to be my own, mm. says the Lord. <laughs> exactly what you're talking about there. So good. We just song. read it. So, the descendants of David. Yeah, fantastic. Um, who made these things known from long ago. Mm. So good. And I, I, It's incredible to think about that, though. Uh when that when that was said that prophecy and how long it took you know what i mean for that to come to pass yeah in human time that seems like forever um so let's see here so we shouldn't make it extra difficult on gentiles who are turning to god write them a letter telling them to abstain from idols and uh, sexual and sacrificial animals that are part of these rituals. Yeah. Um, sexual immorality. It seems to me like he's connecting that to these rituals no, with the idols. I think so too. I took because a, it's I in took the a s- deep same sentence no, as I the took a deep dive into blood this and all that. And I just I think that's I think that's the way to go because it's it's loaded because a lot of these things are talked about in the law. Mm-hmm. Back in the Old Testament, the things you can't do, eat with you know blood that's in the meat, strangle things, all that stuff. But these are in the context of who they're talking to and where they're coming from and their pagan religions. Yeah. This is exactly the things that were going on at the cultic temples. Mm-hmm. So James is saying, look, guys, here's at the very least, mm-hmm. stop living like that. Yeah. 
so that yeah like you can't you can't continue in that lifestyle and this new way of christ Mm. they don't jive and it's going to be just so difficult for your jewish brothers to come alongside if you're doing this stuff it was a deal breaker it's a deal breaker but and it's not it's big it's not asking much but it's also weighty yeah like you got to cut this out, and you're going to see uh, later when we get to the Paul's letters, well, especially it's a huge deal. Because especially the was... Corinthians, you're going to see in Paul's letters, like, look, these are he calls them no gods. I love it. I love yeah. that term, no gods. But there's stuff associated with this that's the other side. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a part of that. It, I, I, and it, what, it was a big deal because we'll see later the how these gods and these it was so tied into identity. Of cities and towns and their prosperity. I mean, big, it was so we're a big see it deal. In two chapters. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, they sent a letter saying yeah. the same thing. That's pretty You've much. Heard 15. there's confusion about this, so we're sending Paul and Barnabas to you, and Judas and, and Silas, who can speak to you in person. Um, and it says the same thing: abstain from meat, from sacrifices mm-hmm. to idols, and sexual immorality. Like the official decree. They read it out loud, everyone is happy, and then Judas and Silas give a speech. And then they're sent out. Paul Paul and Barnabas return to the cities they had preached. Mm. Barnabas wants to bring John Mark. Mm. Remember him. He had left them high and dry, but Paul doesn't want to bring him along because of what had happened. Um, Which we're we're kind of in the dark on. They have a big argument over this. We know he went with them before, and then he left them. So it's some some type of um, just guesswork, but some type of abandonment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So they part ways. Yeah, Uh, that's pretty big. And I Uh, love that Luke's including um, in his acts narratives some real life drama. Yeah, like this is real history. Yeah. Uh, Chapter 16, Paul meets Timothy (laughs) in Lystra. Timothy is the son of a Jewish woman, a believer, and his father was Greek. And I love this. They use this term in in my translation, at least the brothers. Yeah. When they're talking about believers and Mm -hmm. disciples. The brothers in Lystra speak well of him. Uh, Paul wants him to join him on his mission. And this is interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Seeing mm. what we had just read yeah. about this big hubbub over circumcision, Paul takes him and circumcises him because he was <laughs> going to the Jewish communities. Actually, it does make sense. It does. He just wanted to not even deal with it. Let's just do this so you can. Well, move yes, and I took somewhat a, freely in there. I took a deep because I'm the way my brain works. I I get hung up on stuff like this unnecessarily. So so I took mm-hmm. a deep dive on it, and it, it's totally normal. It makes all the sense in the world because he had a Greek dad and a Jewish mom. Mm-hmm. There's a whole context there, but also circumcision was never forbidden. Yeah. What the what the decree was in Acts 15 was you're not saved by this. Yeah. This is not a requirement. So it's totally normal to continue to live in some of these Jewish traditions. We see throughout Acts that they still go to the synagogue. Sure. They're there all the time. They're still doing a lot of these Jewish just lifestyle things that are part of who they are. Yeah. It's just in a new context, in a well, new reality I, through Christ. I think, too, his mission, they, they, they start in the synagogues. They're having to go in here. Yeah. And I think it was a way... It becomes a distraction, a whole other deal. Yeah. It's a whole different deal, deal if Timothy was a straight-up Greek Gentile. Like, that's a whole different world. Yeah. But the fact that he was at least half Jewish, um, yeah, it's it's not the deal-breaker that I thought it was years ago. So they go through the towns. Uh, they're passing on this decree from the apostles in Jerusalem. Mm. They go to the region of uh, Galatia. Um. Uh, it says this. It says this. A uh, couple places here. Uh, the Holy Spirit prevented them from going into Asia yeah. at that time. When they get to uh, Mysia, they try to go to to a town called Bithynia, but this this one says the Spirit of Jesus prevents them from going. I know. I think it. I think it might be the only spot in the whole Bible. New Testament actually says Spirit of Jesus, if I remember correctly. Really? That's uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. 
um, Holy Spirit than the Spirit of Jesus. Yeah, I well, one and the same. They're just different way to say it. They go to a town called Troas, and there Paul has a vision. A Macedonian man standing there urging him to come over to Macedonia and help us. Paul immediately heads to Macedonia. They sail. They sail through several places. Mm -hmm. Then they reach Macedonia. When they get there, they go on the Sabbath outside the city gates. They find a group of women there, Mm -hmm. and they begin speaking to them. A woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. opens her heart to the gospel, and she and her household are baptized. She asks them to come stay at her house, and they go, they're cool. On their way to the place of prayer, they meet a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to foretell the future by supernatural means. Oh my gosh, the exact Greek is a spirit of Python. What? Yes. Python. Well, here's the. I love this too because is that we'll like see the, it before the snake? So, yeah, well, yeah, but it I was mean. literally because we, we talked about they're in these pagan regions. These cultic practices, I mean, they worshipped what they believed to be real lower G gods. Mm -hmm. And so the spirit of Python was related to a serpent or dragon that guarded the Oracle of Delphos. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I read that too. Yeah, so cool. But really, down the years, what it meant was it just got translated to a spirit of divination. Yeah. But in their minds, this stuff is real, which is what Paul will talk about in his letter to the Corinthians. Like, there's things behind these things. Well, it's interesting. Really cool. Oh, man, I can go on a whole rabbit trail just on this part. Because what's interesting to me is the translation I'm reading, it enabled her to foretell the future by supernatural means. Like, Mm -hmm. she had a real gift. Totally. There was really a power there. And at the same time, there was just a natural sleazy scam going on yeah with they the were using it exploiting it yeah. and and you see that a lot where there really is something but it's always mixed with like <laughs> and you see it with these idols where in these cities where there's some real power to them and then there's also just evil like a, behind a it. business yeah and going you're appropriating on a scam, it you know yeah <laughs> and it seems like too like around every corner every time there's major progress made in the spread in the gospel Something, some sort of spiritual warfare rears his ugly head. Yeah, and she follows Paul around shouting out, these men are servants of the Most High God who (laughs) proclaim to you the way of salvation. She does this for days, which is interesting too because she's saying like a good thing, Mm. but it's off. It's like twisted. It goes on for days. And it says Paul gets annoyed. He turns and says to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus yes. Christ to come out of her, and it comes out. And you know what's cool about this, too? The, almost every translation says he gets annoyed. Uh, the King James says, but Paul being grieved. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a little deep dive into this, too. King Jimmy actually gets it right. Uh-huh. Annoyed is not a good translation. He's deeply disturbed and troubled. That's what the word means. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, was, it disturbed him. Yeah. Like it, I mean, it was an it was an annoying. Off. I think they translate it annoying because it was an annoying situation, but I think because we'll see too in the next chapter, there's just this troubling, this disturb, this disturbance hmm. when he sees this other, otherworldly stuff that's not Christ yeah. and the Holy Spirit. Her owners see that uh, the soothsayer girl that had made the money was now not going to be able to make the money. Mm-hmm. The power was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the authorities. These men are throwing the town into confusion. They are Jews, and their customs are against our Roman customs. The crowd, jo- the crowd joins in against them. Uh, the magistrate has them beaten and thrown into prison uh, and puts their feet in chains. About midnight, Paul and Silas begin praying and singing hymns <laughs> to God. So this good. is all the other prisoners could hear them. Suddenly a great earthquake comes and shakes the foundations of the prison. The doors fly open and their chains come loose. When the jailer sees what has happened, he grabs his sword and is going to kill himself. Because under his watch, it seems all the prisoners have escaped. But Paul steps up and says, Do not harm yourself. We are here. The jailer rushes over to Paul and falls at his feet. What must I do to be saved? They replied, this is what you do to be saved. Believe in the Lord Mm -hmm. Jesus and you will be saved, 
and get you and your household. Yeah. What? All right. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the prisoners. The jailer takes him, I love this, and washes their wounds. Mm. He and his family are baptized. He takes them to his house and gives them food. What a turn of events. Yeah. The jailer had them beaten now is feeding them and (laughs) (laughs) you know, putting band aids on them. I love it. He rejoiced greatly because he and his family had become believers. The magistrates release Paul. And they say, go in peace. But Paul says, no. <laughs> I, I love, love it. Paul the potster. What a trip. <laughs> they had beaten us in public without a trial. <laughs> Even though we are Roman citizens, absolutely not. They themselves must come and escort us out. I love that. The magistrate is frightened to hear they are Roman citizens. This comes into play, their citizenship, mm-hmm. quite a bit. It was like a protection on them, really. Even in this situation, they come and apologize and personally bring them out, uh, repeat, <laughs> repeatedly asking them to leave. When released, they go to Lydia's house and encourage the believers before they head off. Okay, 17, they travel through Thessalonica. They go to the synagogue and dress them through the scriptures and demonstrate Christ. Um, some of them are persuaded but the Jews become jealous and gather a group together. They uh, get a get a mob going, and they go to Jason's house looking for Paul and Silas. He was keeping them there. They're not there, so they drag Jason out before the city officials. They say he welcomed these people who are stirring up trouble. They are acting against Caesar, saying there is another king named Jesus. These... Uh, uh, the charges confuse everyone. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. that This happens a bunch. They it's stir people up and they just go along with it. And then they kind of, kind of fizzles out. And they're like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. They're confused when they realize why their mob is rioting. It happens in 19.2 in Ephesus. That's yeah. my favorite. They start chanting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so they release Jason. <clears throat> Uh, during the night, the brothers send Paul and Silas off yeah. um, to Berea. They go to Berea. The Jews are open to the gospel there. Many believe. But the Jews from Thessalonica follow them, yeah. come and incite the crowds there as well. The brothers have to send away Paul, uh, but Silas and uh, Timothy stay. Paul goes to Athens. Mm. Um, it says Paul is upset while he's waiting in Athens because of the city is full of idols. It's that same um, idea that t- disturbed and troubled. Mm, grieved. Yeah, provoked within him, mine says. Mm. He preaches in the marketplace every day. He ends up converting, uh, uh, sorry, conversing with some Epicureans. I have to read this translation Stoics. of this, my favorite. This is the NASB. They're philosophers. It says, and some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers as well were conversing with him. Some were saying, what could this scavenger of tidbits want to say? (laughs) Others, he seems to be a proclaimer of strange deities because he was preaching Jesus and the resurrection. So I love this. That that translation is actually spot on because the Greek words there for scavenger of tidbits refers to the little bits and pieces that birds would eat. So that's how they're thinking of him. Like this, who is this dude? Okay, so they take him to Arapagus. Um, they take him there. Yeah. <laughs> Arapagus. Areopagus. There we go. Aeropostel. <laughs> yeah, to the, to the mall. And they say, the tell Aeropagus. us this new teaching. So Paul stands up before them and says, men of Athens, I see you are very devout. Maybe religious, oh, maybe it's sarcastic. It's my favorite. It's maybe you even sar- I like sarcastic. Well, and I read this too. <laughs> like I kind of felt this too. It all happened pretty quickly too. He got grabbed in there. Like he's there. He gets pulled into this thing. And have you ever been to a situation like, like we both played in bands and toured around in strange cities where sometimes you find yourself all of a sudden in a situation you weren't expecting. Yeah. And it's a little scary. It's a little enthralling. Mm-hmm. It's thrilling. It's Un, it's mysterious and it feels like this is kind of that sort of vibe like yeah all of a sudden he's in front of this council 
But it's also kind of serious because this was the very same, at least sort of council, if not the council that like brought Socrates on trial. Mm. Yeah. And he got killed. Right. And what's cool about Paul too, I love Acts 17, is Paul is so amazing. This is the guy that can go head to head and talk with the Jews. This is the guy that can go head in head and talk with the Greeks, the Gentiles, and head to head with the philosophers. Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, I see you are very devout. I observe your objects of worship, your sanctuaries, mm. and I have even found one with the uh, inscription to an unknown God. Let me tell you who you are worshiping without knowing. The living God does not live in temples made by human hands and needs nothing from people. He gives life and breath to everyone. From one man he made the human race, and he hoped they would look for him. Mm. He is not far in him we live and move and exist and have our being <laughs> as some of your poets have said for we too are his offspring since we are god's offspring we should see god is not like silver and gold images that you make by made by humans god overlooked times of ignorance but now he calls everyone to repent and turn to him because he has set a time he is going to judge the world by a man he has designated. Mm. He has given proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, they scoffed, but some were open and some believed. Um, Yeah, you're right. That's so good. I I love, um, because I I kept, uh, I keep geeking out about this, like, trajectory, overarching story, uh, which you saw with Stephen, you see with Jesus, where they're telling the history of, yeah. of of the Jewish people, and Paul doesn't do that here because that's not going to resonate with them. Know thy audience. Yeah, uh, but it's still the story. It's just it's just uh, it's different, you know. It's more of a cosmic sense. It, it's it's a, even the philosopher. broader. Yeah. It's even more broad. Uh, I, l- I and it's and really I love good. that it's too. So it's good. let's start here kind of mentality. Yeah. Um, he met them where they where they were, what they would understand. Um, uh, fantastic. Okay, uh, it's one of my favorite passages. Yeah, in the whole really, Bible really is. Okay, eighteen. Uh, Paul departs to Athens and goes to Corinth. He mm. finds a Jew named Aquila. Paul approached him because he worked the same trade, making tents. I love that. And he stayed with him and his wife Priscilla. We were talking about earlier. It's Paul the artisan. Yeah. So cool. Paul, Says he was there for eighteen months. He set up shop. Paul preached every Sabbath in the synagogue. When Silas and Timothy arrived, Paul begins aggressively preaching and testifying <laughs> of Jesus. Paul? Yeah, he got some backup. I'm surprised he didn't do it sooner. Um, but the Jews pose, oppose him and revile him. Paul says, your uh, blood be on your heads. I am guiltless. I will from now on go to the Gentiles. So he leaves <laughs> and goes next door. I love it. Next door. <laughs> <laughs> to the next house door. next to the synagogue. Many believed and were baptized, even the president of yeah, the synagogue. Yeah, how cool is that? Wild. Crispus. Crispus Glover. In a vision, God tells Paul, don't be afraid. Speak and don't be silent because I am with you. No one will harm you. So Paul stays a year and six months teaching. Mm. You're right. He set up shop. And that's going to come up in the letters to the Corinth because they treat him so poorly. And he's like, guys, man, I lived with you a year and a half. Yeah. I loved on you. I instructed you and you're treating me like this. You wow. turkeys. Yeah. A Roman official named Gallio and the Jews this guy's the best. attacked Paul together and bring him to be judged, saying he leads people into worship of God contrary to the law. Uh, Paul tries to speak, and Gallio uh, cuts in and says, because this is not a, this is a translation. It cuts him off. Kind not of. serious villainy and just a law dispute over your custom. You handle it. Um this this kind of thing seems to keep coming up. The mm-hmm. Jews get mad, and they you would think they would come up with a different line because it's like they get everybody different worked strategy. up. Strategy, yeah, and then they realize what they're mad about, and they're like, "Oh, that's your thing. You you deal with it." Uh, they 
They seized the president of the synagogue, we had just talked about him, who had become a believer, and they beat him in front of the judgment seat there in the court. Yeah. Uh, Paul eventually leaves and goes to Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. Uh, Paul, interesting side note, makes a vow at this point. Yeah. And shaves his head. And this Maybe a Nazarite vow? I think so. And this is what we're talking about earlier with Timothy's circumcision. Paul didn't stop being Jewish. He didn't stop practicing some of these beloved Jewish things Mm -hmm. that he grew up in and knew, and that's just was his life and his way of existence. He took a Nazarite vow, and I think he's got to go to Jerusalem to fulfill that vow. That's Mm. the way that worked. Wow. So whatever was wrapped up there in that, it's pretty amazing. I like this. Uh, We get another uh, character here. A Jew named Apollos yeah. from Alexandria comes to Ephesus and eloquently teaches from the scriptures about Jesus. Um, but he only knew John's baptism. He spoke fearlessly in the synagogue. Uh, Priscilla and Aquila hear him and take him aside and explain more clearly uh, more of the details of the gospel to him. He's encouraged by the brothers, and he goes to... Achaia? Um, mm-hmm. I know I'm saying it wrong. And he assists the believers there. He vigorously refutes the Jews in public debate, mm-hmm. demonstrating that Christ was Jesus. Yeah, through the scriptures, mine says, which is so cool. Like yeah. he was like a, just seemed like a pretty a learned fellow. Yeah. You know, just <laughs> eloquent and, yeah, like just power. And Apollos. I love, and I, it's such a kind of a rabbit hole too, where it says that he, he was, Let's see that he was speaking and teaching things about Jesus, but the thing that was quote unquote not, you know, all the way was that he just knew the baptism of John. Yeah. So they take him aside and it says they take him aside and explain the way of God more accurately to him. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Like, well, okay, well, exactly what was the, and all I can think of is that throughout Acts, these two baptisms that you see oftentimes are is very much involved with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I wonder if they took him aside and talked to him about the Holy Spirit. I think you see it with Paul coming up too. Yeah. Somewhere else it's where they interesting. They they know John's baptism. But yeah. They don't know. Oh no, you're gonna see it. Holy very Spirit soon. or or yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's gonna be a 19. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll we'll stop there for today, and uh, that's a good stopping point. Um. So excited to be in the Psalms. And um, uh, just um, watching the way uh, the church, early early stages of the church being born and spreading, and Mm. the adventures of of Paul and the early apostles, and uh, just such such good stuff, man. Um, It is the word of God's awesome. Love it. Uh, so that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and um, uh, keep reading and um, uh, check back in. We'll be back next week, week 29, with more Psalms and more Acts. And uh, so have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.